From No Country for Old Men by Cormac McCarthy I had two dreams about him after he died. I don't remember the first one all that well, but it was about meeting him in town somewhere, and he give me some money, and I think I lost it. But the second one, it was like we was both back in older times, and I was on horseback going through the mountains of a night, going through this pass in the mountains. It was cold, and there was snow on the ground, and he rode past me and kept on going, never said nothing. He just rode on past, and he had this blanket wrapped around him, and he had his head down, and when he rode past, I seen he was carrying fire and a horn, the way people used to do, and I could see the horn from the light inside of it, about the color of the moon. And in the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead, and that he was fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold, and I knew that whenever I got there, he would be there, and then I woke up. This is Gothic. January 2015. Addendum. Trip off to an interesting start. As the ferry pulled in beside the dock, one of the cars at its far end reversed directly into the water. The local first responders reacted impressively by standing around and tossing a couple life rings into the water. So I took it upon myself to actually rescue the driver, who turned out to be my cousin Allison. Good thing, too, as she's the only cousin on my mother's side whose company I actually enjoy, or at least enjoyed the last time we were able to see each other. Needless to say, her death by drowning would have thrown a dark omen over the entire visit. Instead, my link to the Shanes and the Canes is preserved. Whoopee! When last we left, our inheritors, uh, they were at the Spirit Bay Lodge in Spirit Bay, Elk Island, Washington, and a scream has just woken Gigi Marin. However, Let's go to a different room of the lodge for the moment and see what's going on with Carl Kane. So, Carl, you uh, have spent some time now in the lodge after having gotten back from the events and the excitement earlier in the evening. So you went into your room to contemplate what has brought you here. What happened after that? So for a while, we'll just pace around the room. It's that uneasy feeling. It's there's there's a room, there's a bed, it's night. It should be going to sleep, but there's just an uneasiness. There's just a a feeling that things are out of place, out of sorts, knowing that, that sleep's not going to come even if I lay down and try. So instead I'm gonna I'm gonna walk around the room, look out the window a few times, uh, thinking that the view is going to change if he looks often enough. And just try to, to process this idea that, that he's back. He's this close to his home. Um, he's this close to, to history, to his memories. Um, he, he's shocked by the fact that there is such little emotion. It's almost disconnected. It's almost as though he's visiting someplace that he heard about or, or someplace that he knew of, as opposed to, you know, the, this this place, of the you know, of my childhood, the, this place where I grew up. And that's maybe what the problem is, that it just, it doesn't seem to fit. There should be more. I should feel more. 
and instead there's this uh, this disconnected just blur uh, where emotions should be that's why i'm pacing around the room uh, late at night when the bed looks warm and sleep should be the highest priority you're pacing around the room and you uh, turn around and your wife is standing in the doorway of the bathroom she's brushing her hair out there's a, a long pause and then a sigh well my darling i probably should have brought you here so many years ago i'm, I'm ashamed to say this is a, a little piece i i kept locked away and and never shared with you i i should have i always thought i was i was saving you i was keeping it from from being a burden for you but maybe that's why i'm here now knowing that i should have brought you here oh so long ago and should have known that this was something you could have helped me with she puts the brush down but it doesn't go anywhere it just sort of evaporates into the air she takes a few steps forward and says what would you have shown me my life the piece that you never saw i know you had an idea but this was my home and this was my family and i was just so ashamed of it so embarrassed that i just kept it from you would you are you not embarrassed of it now would you not embrace it now i'm not certain what i would do what i will do the embarrassment i suppose is still there but i i should have known that was a lousy reason i i should have known that you were always stronger than i was you 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 would have helped me she steps forward and wraps her arms around you I, I get the impression, Carl, that you have seen your dead wife before. I, I've at least talked to her before. The, the vision may be a little new. Um, it's probably more where he thinks this is a, a memory and not so much a vision. When she wraps her arms around you, though, you feel them, Carl. You feel your wife's arms around you, and you feel her body pressed up against yours. And she leans forward and she whispers in your ear and says, what if we were part of this family? For a moment, for a very long moment, I just sit there and enjoy that comforting feeling to where it takes entirely too long for me to, to notice that the feeling is, is not just a memory. It's not just that, that notion, that piece of my life that was there for so long, like a phantom pain where it's, it becomes almost real just because you're so used to it. But slowly it dawns on me that something that shouldn't feel this real. And I, I pull back just a little. As you start to pull back, I need you to roll an escape check. Escape. Okay. Got it. Let's see. Oh, that is really loud. That is a 21. Good heavens. No, I, yeah, I got a 10 and a 5 on the roller, and I have 6 on escape. So look at me go. Wow. Oh, okay. Starting off with a bang. You don't give in to the, the comforting feeling of it for some reason. You pull away, so go ahead. Like I said, I don't jerk away. I don't, um, you know, recoil back so much as just slowly kind of kind of push away. A little confused. And then I look at her and say, what, 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 what do you mean? What if we could be? Isn't that why we're here, honey? why we are here to become family again to be with all of our family again you 
I don't think you should be here. And then you hear a scream, and you turn away for a second in the direction of that outside of your room uh, in the building somewhere. And when you turn back, uh, she is no longer there. Just a, a wisp of memory. I'll, I'll do that where um, I hesitate and look around as I'm trying to remember if that actually just happened. Or am I maybe finally losing it? Since you just rolled that, I get to roll. Let me actually keep track of that on my marker this time. What is your identify? Uh, seven. You can still... You smell something in the air of the room. It's like a memory of perfume, except it's a very physical presence. It, it's not quite the right memory of your wife's perfume, but it is... It's along those lines. It's it's that idea, and it's something that you can actually smell. It's not something that you're imagining, you don't think. So, again, there's that moment of hesitation, uh, you know, where I stop and, and take in that intoxicating scent, that, that oh-so-familiar scent, and a little confusion and a little sadness, but then suddenly resolve, and I grab my coat and leave the room and, and head towards the screen. Your new green fisherman's coat? Yes. <laughs> Gigi. Yes. In your room, you have just woken up. The covers have slid off of you. You don't know what woke you. You remember saying something or hearing something in your sleep, but you don't now remember what that was. But then you hear a scream from outside somewhere else in the building. And not too far away, or else you wouldn't be able to hear it through the walls and the door. Just real quick, so I, I don't remember uh, Find the Lost? Uh, no. No, okay. it fades quickly. All right. Uh, I will go to the drawer in my pajamas and uh, open it and peek down the hallway. Just a couple of doors down, that elder elderly gentleman, Carl, is stepping out of his room wearing uh, a fisherman's coat, a green fisherman's coat, over... Are you still dressed as you were, Carl? Yeah, he he likes it. He never got ready for bed. He just kind of went in and, uh, but no, I just went back to the room and, uh, like I said, took the coat off and contemplated doing many things, but never actually did anything other than uh, kind of wander around and uh, be discontent. Carl, you also see Gigi poking a head out of her door and a couple of other doors open as well. In uh, one of them, a uh, another elderly gentleman, but still you'd probably call him a youngster, Carl, <laughs> uh, pokes his head out, and he says something to someone behind him. He, he's not anybody that you recognize from the day's entertainments, but uh, you hear him say something to someone behind him in the room, and then um, the door closes again. Any chance the screams seem to have come from that area? Um, go ahead and roll and identify. See what we've got there. 11 plus 7 is 18. 18? No, you don't think so. You you think it was a little further away than that. They're, they're pretty close. They're just on the other side of the hall and down just a, a wee bit. Uh, the scream did not sound like uh, an elderly fellow. It, it sounded um, really a lot like Allison. I was just about to say, do I know where Allison's room is, and can I go directly there? Yeah, I believe that she took a room, like, right next to yours. Oh, that's pretty close. Yes, I shall go to her door 
And I think I'm just going to try and open it without knocking. Um, I'll, if I have a moment, I would uh, look at Gigi say, so you heard the scream too? Yes, I assume that's why you were looking out into the hallway. Of course, of course. I'm just glad to know at least that was real. All right. I'll uh, try and open Allison's door. <laughs> Gigi, would you give me, actually, interestingly enough, would you give me a pursue hmm. check? Pursue. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we add these together, right? You add the two tens, whatever you rolled on the two tens together with your uh, pursue score. Yes. Well, I got I got double ones, unfortunately, so it's only an eight. Oh, <laughs> well... I I know that 13 is something. Uh 13 is um I just wrote this down. I get a uh, survival point to give to my my critters. That's what it is. Uh double numbers, I get a survival point. Yeah. Ha -ha. Uh, if you succeed. Oh, if you succeed. Oh, okay. I need to put that in there. You could try the door of Allison's room. It is locked. Allison, are you all right? I press my ear to the door. You don't hear anything. Allison, is that you who screamed? I'm going to knock on the door. Allison? Gigi? I'm here at the door, which is locked. You hear her come over to the door, and she pulls the deadbolt and then opens the door. And then she just, like, throws herself on you in a big hug. All right, I catch her. Allison, was that you who screamed? I think I, I, think I had a nightmare. Oh. Just from the, you know, everything that happened today. Oh, yes, I'm sure no one but, can fault you for that. But I don't know. I mean, it was weird because I was, I, I was having trouble sleeping, so I, I got up to make myself um, some, well, to make a glass of water, and I went over to the uh, window, and I was just looking out, and I, I saw, the, saw the light of the lighthouse, and, and there was something out there, like out on the edge of the cliff. Anyway, I mean, that was in my nightmare, obviously. I, I, and, <laughs> I mean, I guess I didn't actually wake up. I, I don't know. Uh, stranger things have happened. Hey, even dreams can be important. What, what is it you saw? I, I don't know. It, I just, it was horrifying. It was just horrible. I, I, the shapes were all wrong. I, I don't know. I mean, it was a dream, right? Yeah. But I, I didn't think I, I mean, I, I didn't think I screamed. <laughs> Would you mind if I come in? I would like um, to look out uh, your window. Sure. Yeah, of course. I want to go uh, peer towards the lighthouse and see. First of all, I want to see the scale of like how far away is the lighthouse. Because if it's really close and she saw something by the cliffs, I'm assuming it's like a smaller object. But if this lighthouse is super far away. Uh, you should only be able to barely see the lighthouse around right. the, um, around the, there's a head of land that kind of bows out. And the lighthouse itself, you know, is on a shard of rock that is actually sheared off of the main island and is kind of out from the, the coastline just a little bit. It's a pretty tall shard, uh, equal to the height of the cliff at that point. I mean, it is a dark night. It is. Uh, it was foggy and misting and raining and turning to snow. And it looks like it has actually started to turn to snow. Mm -hmm. You can't see the lighthouse through all of that. There's no light shining from over there. Mm. Well, I'll have to look in the morning. I can't see uh, from here, but um, I understand the lighthouse is 
quite far away. Are you certain it wasn't um, something like a like a tree with branches shorn off in a strange way? Well, no, I I saw. I mean, it, it was in my dream, right? So I saw the light. Oh, that's of true. the lighthouse was on, and then I, but I looked out the window here, and and she points, and what she points to is her room. Doesn't look quite out to sea. It kind of looks down the cliff. I mean, like um, parallel to the cliff, so that um, she's looking toward the lighthouse. In other words, and so. Part of her view is also of what would be water if you could see that, and then part of it is is the cliff and the land there. And she points to an area that's really pretty dark along the the cliff. Well, never mind. I'll uh, kind of take her by the shoulders and turn her away from the window and be like, uh, "Do you need anything? Would you like to get some hot chocolate or 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 anything? There's a mini fridge in my room." Well, I think I have a mini fridge too. <laughs> um, oh, uh, oh, hello. I, I'm just standing in the doorway, kind of minding my own business. <laughs> uh, you were on the on the ferry today, right, sir? Yes, that 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 was me. I was there for uh, well, the little adventure. I, I saw you young ladies uh, embark upon. Um, she comes over. Um, She's only wearing a nightgown that she got from somewhere, maybe from uh, Gigi's collection. <laughs> but uh, uh, she doesn't seem to notice that that's all she's wearing. And she comes over and extends her hand and says, I- I'm Allison. And I'm just, I mean, thank you for, for all the help. And from my perspective, this is nothing more than, than just what it is. Uh, you know, th- this, is, this is a young lady who is introducing herself. And I'm just, you know, they remind him in a certain way of his own daughter who was once young lady and even more. And it's it's kind of that parent thing where to a certain degree, you always see your kids back when they were small, even when you know they're not. Um, and he sees a little bit of that with, with these two. But he, he, he shakes her hand in return and says, well, well met. Uh, Allison, I believe is your name. Uh, yeah. Allison Monsaire. And you two already know each other, looking over uh, at Yes, uh, her mother and my mother are sisters. Ah, ah, yes, of course. And and they they would be, I possibly know them. Oh, do you come yes. from the island, sir? Long time ago. Ah, uh, well, um, uh, their maiden name was Shane. And that's probably close enough in the hierarchy <laughs> in the family tree to uh, recognize that Eliza Shane uh, was the daughter of Grace Foster, who was Grace Kane before that, uh, the daughter of Imbereth Kane, your sister. And then Grace's daughter was Eliza, and then Eliza's daughter is Gigi. That's me. Hmm. So, yeah. So Eliza, her sister is Eris, and Eris married... A guy named Monser, Sergio Monser. And their daughter is Allison. Uh, so let's see. Welcome, Sojourners, to Genealogy <laughs> with the Gothic Podcast. I think that makes me her great granduncle. <laughs> I'm terrible I guess at so. genealogy. One, two. Yeah, there's a whole bit about that great. in the uh, last episode. <laughs> I yeah. believe it is um, great granduncle. Great granduncle. <laughs> 
Or it might just be granduncle at that point. I think everybody's just a granduncle once you hit a certain point. Yeah, who wants to say great granduncle? <laughs> it's so long. I mean, are they all really that great? Um, <laughs> Depends. The siblings were Lisbeth Kane, Emberith Kane, Lazarus Lazaro Kane, and Carl Kane. Okay. Um, Carl, Carl got the regular sounding name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always the black sheep. But alliterative. <laughs> So there is a moment where uh, I'll process that information. And you can probably physically see him, you know, looking up and doing the math. He's like, well, I suppose that makes me your great-granduncle, though I'll let you decide how great. Oh, uh, I see the missing Kane sibling, the one I didn't know about. Um, hi, I'm Gigi. Well met, Gigi. I assume you're also here for the reading of the will. Indeed. And I uh, you know, actually pull out the, the letter. So I believe uh, I believe you probably have one of these that matches. Unfortunately, mine was in the pocket of my coat when I went uh, into the bay. Uh, yeah, mine was in my car, along with my luggage. Mm. It probably still is. Well, then I suppose it's not lost. <laughs> now we know where it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um... Well, this is strange. Well, I guess it's not that strange. I mean, we're all here for, for the funeral, but well, I, I don't, I don't understand. Why am I, well, Gigi? Why are you and I here? If, I mean, you're, you're his brother, right? So, yes. wouldn't you be inheriting everything? I somehow was under the impression that none of his siblings survived this long. I mean, I, I the am... march of time. Well. I have to admit, I, I'm a little amazed. I'm I'm still standing myself, but no, no, I'm still around, though it doesn't surprise me they spoke little of me. I'm, I'm afraid that, because I was the black sheep always, and they probably never forgave me for leaving when I did. Hmm. So... A light illuminates the room from outside. From the window side, or from the... From the window side. Is it the lighthouse? You're in. You're the one in a position to see that, Carl, because the other two are facing you. They just are kind of backlit for a moment, and uh, yeah, it it sweeps away. It's the lighthouse. Oh, well, now we can see it. Um, I want to go get a good look at those cliffs, and uh, I'll go over to the window. And does it seem strange that the lighthouse light connected with this section of the building? Yes, I, I couldn't see it a moment ago, Carl. The uh, Lodge was not here when you left, uh, but you know the landscape well enough, and so you should be able to see the lighthouse from here, but just barely. Um, I mean, the light would probably show, but that was pretty bright. I, I mean, to a certain degree, the initial thought is, why would you build a lodge where the lighthouse hits <laughs> one whole wing? In well, it is, a couple of, it is a couple of miles away, and... So it should just be more of a slow, you know, dim sweep. It wouldn't be like, you know, it's it's right next door and, and shining in through the uh, through all of the guest room windows. Are we on the what floor are we on of the lodge? Uh, this would be the uh, second. Mm, okay. I uh, will just make that observation. Well, that seemed rather bright for so far away. Allison has the is. Has the light been bothering you? Well, I, I didn't think it was real. I mean, I thought I imagined it, but no. I mean, when I came in here earlier, I didn't even notice. 
but I, I, it's Gigi, you've already gone over to the window and you're looking out and it's there's a lot of snow out there. Uh, it's it's really coming down pretty good now. And you're looking out toward the lighthouse and it it doesn't light up again like you think it should. I mean, you think it you kind of count it off in your head and you kind of guess at how uh, how long it would take the the sweep of the light to take. Mm. Well, that was odd. And you can look out on the cliffs, uh, but again, you're not able to see a lot uh, because of the snow. There are security lights around the lodge, and those are lighting up what is quickly becoming a a blanket of snow. Eh, not probably a blanket yet, but at least a, a skimming of snow across the grass of the yard. Mm. Well, that was odd. Maybe it was... um. Uh, fishermen or something shining a light on the coastline to uh, find out what part of the island they were approaching. Mm-hmm. It's a strange evening. You don't say. Uh, you rolled last, um, GG. Carl, did you move into the room or are you still at the door? Um, yeah, I'll assume I've, I've moved in. Uh, I'll poke my head back out at one point uh, just to make sure nobody seems, you know, there were a few other people that kind of poked their head out of the rooms to make sure everything was all right. To see if anybody's still kind of um, rubbernecking it, uh, if I need if I need to put them at ease. That one door is opened slightly, the one that had the older fellow at it, but there's no one standing there, as far as you can tell. Uh, then, yeah, I'll, I'll step into the room and uh, slowly close the door. And, um, you know, I, I'll still kind of stay over towards, you know, most of the... Uh, most like hotel style rooms like that, they have a, almost like a little vestibule there by the door. So I'll kind of be loitering in that area as to not seem like I'm, you know, uh, obtrusively in the room, but uh, be kind of at ease towards the, that, that area of the room. So I can't justify Carl making this roll. And since you just rolled GG, I guess it means I get to roll. So um, what is your pursue? Pursue is uh, plus six. Or just six, whatever the parlance of this game is. <laughs> you are looking out the window, Gigi, and you're looking down, and just at the edge of the light, you think you see somebody outside, down in the snow. Is is there like a like a parking lot or a path or something down there? Down outside of this window, the parking lot is in the front of the building. This is which is the. Uh, the front of the building is the south side of the building. Okay. And this is the west side of the building. And interestingly enough, uh, the way that this room is set up is it's sort of sort of at the end of the wing. So even if there was a bright lighthouse out there, it would only be shining into a couple of rooms yeah. at the end of the wing. Um, There seems to be someone down there. Are they like walking away or are they standing? You just caught a glimpse and you don't see them now. Oh, Allison, um, maybe you should sleep with your curtains closed. That may help you sleep future. Um, yeah, that, that, that's a good idea. I, I was just so tired. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, yes, uh, understandable. I'll uh, close the curtains. But, but yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get up very early in the morning. So, yeah. None but, of us do, dear. <laughs> I, I mean, wow, what a what a weird day. I I'm I didn't even know I had a great granduncle still living so she she comes over and hugs you carl it's kind of that i'll do the like you know the half pat thing <laughs> old purple people pat <laughs> yes <Yeah, it's good. laughs> 
Well, I, uh, I'm ashamed to say I've, I've been remiss with keeping up with the family. So, uh, I was, I'm unaware of all of my, my nieces and nephews and grand nieces and nephews. Perhaps you should catch me up sometime. Um, vice versa. I don't want to keep you awake any longer than necessary, but expect uh, many questions on the morrow. I'm very curious about why you chose to leave the island. Well, I, I, I will say it's not an easy story to tell, but if your your ear is willing, I, I suppose I should get more comfortable with it. It's only that my mother never spoke very much about the place, and um, I only visited a few times myself. I got the impression that perhaps something very negative had taken place for her here, and um, frankly, I want to hear what that was. I'm afraid our family has a long and sordid history. Oh, well, prepare to tell me all about it, sir. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it is indeed late and such a strange evening. You, you, you should, you, yes, you ladies should get some, get some rest, and maybe uh, I will. Yes. I will see you in the morning, and uh, won't spend all night boring you with. With, with tales of, of us old folks. Uh, yes, uh, Allison, is there anything I can get for you? Anything that you might need? Uh, I, I think I'm okay, yeah. Would you like me to spend the night in here? I can bring my pillows and blankets and sleep on the floor. It'll be a sleepover like we used to have. Oh, um, well, um, um, I mean, would you? Yes, absolutely. I'll be back in a moment. I go grab three pillows off the bed and the comforter and uh one of the mini alcohols from my mini bar <laughs> and and while she is i'll make my uh you know kind of awkward exit um but i'll instead of heading to my room I'll, I'll walk that way and kind of stand in front of the door and then uh then decide to walk somewhere else where are you walking to at first aimlessly but then it occurs to me how many times she mentioned the lighthouse and I'm going to kind of wander around the lodge and see if maybe there's a balcony or a little area uh, with windows that direction and, and see if I can find a way to view that, that that side. Sure, you can start looking for that. And you actually know that uh, your uh, grandfather built the lighthouse, uh, and, but it was your father who really restructured it, re, redid it and um, upgraded it and got it. Uh, working again. It's interesting because although the coast around here is rocky, the lighthouse does very little as far as for a shipping lane. It's it's there between a couple of islands, but it's not a a line that many ships use. So it's kind of superfluous in many ways. Yeah. But hey, what island doesn't need a lighthouse? It's Indeed. <laughs> but you would think for it to be more useful, it would actually be over, well, right about where this lodge is. Might be a better place for it, because just around the corner is Spirit Bay, the town thereof, and Spirit Bay, the bay. Too far away to be a tourist attraction, um, but not really needed. Looking around for windows to look that direction. So the lodge itself is in sort of a T, where you've got the lobby in the front, and then two big wings going off of that to the east and west. And you guys were down the west wing on the second floor. And then Allison's room was there at the very end, so that her window was looking on west. And then the base of the T goes to the north, and uh, although the upper floors are rooms, the 
the lowest floor there is a dining hall, and there's a lounge area. Uh, then toward the back, there's a uh, kind of a greenhouse lounge. It's a little bit more humid. Uh, the problem is all of those are on the first floor, and you're not certain that you can get a good view from there, but you can give it a go. Sure. I mean, that's that's good. This is a little bit of an uh, exploration, uh, I suppose. The lodge itself is rustic, big wooden logs going into the, the walls. Uh, some places have, especially in the main lounge area, it's very open and airy, but it's also got these big, heavy tree trunks almost holding up the, the roof. And then there's these huge beams of the roof itself, uh, massive and very rustic chandeliers and uh, big fireplaces. And even at this hour, which isn't actually all that late, it's, uh, it's only around 1130 at this point. But uh, even at this point, there are a few people down sitting on big plush couches in front of the fireplaces. Okay, well, I will, um, just first I want to just kind of see if I can't get a good look out those windows and just look off towards the lighthouse and, and just contemplate the lighthouse a little bit. Okay. Uh, your best bet there is uh, toward the far northern part where the uh, greenhouse kind of comes off of the main part of the building mm -hmm. and it's all glassed in there. The the problem being it's also very steamy, but there are doors that go outside. Um, you know, I'll put on my coat and step outside. Uh, it is um, chilly, but not as cold as you know, say a midwestern winter. It is uh, rather more wet than anything. The snow coming down is large flakes, and they are you know splat on your skin. The halogens, the security lights around the lodge uh, illuminate the new fallen snow on the ground. And you see a line of footprints going from the door uh, west out beyond the line of the light. Hmm. Uh, give me a an identify check. Identify. Ooh, that is not fantastic. Uh, that is uh, uh, 12. Okay. You're not certain, you, but it, it seems like the footprints, they don't look like they're made by boots. They look like it might be bare feet. That, that is definitely... Um, I'll, I'll follow them a little bit. Um, I don't want to necessarily get too far away from the lodge yet, but I just kind of maybe uh, follow them a little ways and see what I see. Like I said before, the snow is not thick on the ground yet. So where the footsteps are, it like goes down into the grass that's under there too, which is an almost unnatural color in the lights of the security lamps around the building. But you are pretty easily able to follow those to the edge of the light where they turn and kind of follow the edge of the light, but just on the on the kind of more shadowy side toward that west wing where it's not difficult to imagine that they could be seen from Allison's window. Interesting. Um, how far away have I gotten to this point? Well, if you just follow them to the edge of the light where they turn, then you are only maybe 50 or 80 yards out. 
from the uh, greenhouse. And and they keep going further. And they keep going, and you would, to be sure, that they they go out there all the way to that wing. You'd have to follow them. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I would. Uh, I, I don't want to metagame and hesitate and say, hey, I know I'm in a horror game, and this is a terrible <laughs> idea. If this were a movie, I would be yelling at the screen. What you do want to say is that, and that you do it anyway, and then I give you a survival point for doing <laughs> a um, a horror movie a trope. Yeah, exactly. That is that is that is what I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> All right, and I give you a survival point. Woo-hoo! I was going to say, I think if I in real life was following bare footprints in the snow out towards a oceanic cliff, I'd probably be like, "This is a terrible idea, straight out of a horror movie." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be like, "No, no." <laughs> <laughs> no, why are you doing this? Yeah, um, that's, well, for the survival, for the survival, <laughs> for the survival points. points. <laughs> so yeah, I I will kind of I'll, I'll I'll keep following them. Back up in Allison's room, Gigi, you come back in. Allison is sitting cross-legged on her bed, sipping her water. Mm. And she says, "Did you know we had a living great granduncle?" I did not. I knew there was uh, another brother at some point, but I found no uh, references to him beyond the fact that he existed at some point. He sounded like he, like the family didn't like him much. Yeah, he did, didn't he? I'm really curious to hear his story. I sit down and I uncork my little, you know, tiny hotel whiskey. Yeah, me too. Wait, how many of those did you, do you think we have one of those in my fridge? Oh, let's find out. I'll go over and (laughs) get one of those. (laughs) Oh yeah, there it is, of course. Enough for both of us. So you are <laughs> drinking many, many whiskeys. <laughs> and while, while you're opening her mini whiskey, <laughs> uh, she uh, <laughs> and finding a tumbler for it, or are you just drinking straight out of the plastic bottle? Uh, there's only one cup in here, uh, and you're using it for water. So I guess a bottle it is. Oh, well, I'll go dump mine out. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she goes into the bathroom and dumps out her water. And then... Uh, screams as the mirror over the sink in the bathroom just explodes. A- Allison, are you okay? I'll uh, lurch up to my feet and go over and... Keep that thought? Yes. Carl? Yes? Back out in the snow, uh, you follow the tracks. Now, these are now in the shadowed part, and they're harder to follow. So go ahead and uh, do a pursue, unless you think you have something else that would do better for this you have pulled your coat close against the the wind that has picked up it was quiet when you came across on the ferry but now it's the wind has picked up the the big flakes they are slanting a bit say pull it close i'll shiver a little keep walking and my pursue is oh look at those big numbers there that's 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 great 18 on the die plus four per per, for pursue so that's a 22 wow together yeah look at that big whammies right there We've got the whole range this session. Yeah, well, I'm sure they'll turn on me eventually. <laughs> I was including my own double ones in that. <laughs> well, you can always spend a survival point as well. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Uh, don't forget, you can uh, spend survival points uh, to flip an attribute pair, to re-roll a single check as if it never happened, uh, to interrupt another character's action or to get the initiative. Negate the effect of another character's survival point expenditure. That'd probably be more me doing that than you. Uh, to introduce a new element into the story. So it's an important clue or something, uh, an unspecified fact about 
uh, or to find something, or to you can spend two of them to get a specialization. Also, there are custom things you can spend survival points on that I may just ask you along the way and say, hey, uh, sure, that'll happen, or you can do that if you spend a survival point, because I like you to burn through your survival points. But you don't need to do that at this point, Carl, because the 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 trail, although filling in with snow, is still um, pretty easy to to follow. And indeed, as you kind of suspected, even though you didn't see anything out the window yourself because you didn't get close enough, but uh, it doesn't surprise you any, for whatever reason, that these tracks go toward the end of the West Wing. It seems like they stop for a while. It's not like they're, that whoever it was was pacing around. The snow isn't like all beaten and matted down in this spot. Uh, it's just that the footste- uh, the footprints turn, face the building, and then you see the steps have continued on, but going straight out from the West Wing, as if they were headed parallel to the uh, cliff that you know is over there. It's hard to see in the dark, but there there is a cliff if you keep following off to your right. Not, like, not just inches away, but uh, within a dozen yards so i think that where they stop for a moment uh would that be within view of allison's room yeah you can actually stop there too and look up and you see a light where you know her room would be except the curtain is drawn now uh i will do that moment you know where i look up and and gaze at the the window uh, i'll turn look at the uh the tracks and the way they went look back the way i came at the lodge and uh, foolishly decide to follow the tracks further. At one point, when you were looking toward the lodge, a light illuminates you from behind. I will try to spin around and see what it is. You spin around, but you're old, as you've mentioned, and you're cold, and your spinning speed is not high. (laughs) (laughs) But you do get around fast enough that you catch the... not the direct glow, but almost like a, a wink of a, of a light off to the west, where maybe beyond the head, the top of the lighthouse might be able to be seen from this lowdown, although it seems weird that it would be. Mm. Uh, but instead, what you do see in that wink of light, a figure. Okay, I'll, I'll stop for a moment when I see that there's actually you know a figure there, almost a little startled. To, you know, it's like I didn't ex- actually expect to find somebody at the end of the tracks. And then I'll, I'll, I'll walk a little closer. How far away am I at this point? Uh, 300 feet or so. Yeah, I'll walk a little closer before I make a noise. Whoever it is is actually facing you. Oh. And you can see their hair blowing with the wind. You can see that they're wearing a nightgown or some such that is uh, flowing as well. The figure is feminine. The figure is also familiar. Even in the dark, even in the snow, even in the distance, there's no way that you would ever mistake that silhouette for anyone but your wife. Back in the room, (laughs) uh, you, Gigi, um, call out for Allison, who is crying now, and she is, you see, on the floor of the bathroom, and there's blood, like, uh, she's bleeding from several cuts. Oh, 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 uh... I'll go up behind her to kind of where the edge of I can where I can see most of the glass and uh, see if I can like 
like lift her from behind like um lean back for just a moment i'll lift you out of here over to an area of clean carpet and we'll uh we'll get you cleaned up i'm sure there's someone downstairs who has a first aid kit definitely as uh, freaked out as she is uh this will require a persuade check to keep her doing i mean to keep her not not freaking out so you can do this right okay all right thanks dice you're doing great (laughs) good job buddies it's an eight again okay i'm gonna (laughs) so no she's she's not even thinking clearly here at this point and as soon as you try to lift her up she starts scrabbling with her feet pushing away and and then her feet are getting cut up on glass even more allison 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 hold still allison I need you to hold still. Yeah, you're just going to have to pull her out physically. She's had a really rough day. Yeah, I'll do that. She does get more cut up in that process too, but you do get her out of the room where there's just shards of glass everywhere. Allison, I need you to sit down. There's a chair over here. We're just going to go and sit down over here, and I'm going to see if I can pull any of the larger shards out of your feet. I need you to just sit down over here, and then we are going to get you a first aid kit. Uh, um, uh, uh, uh. She says. <laughs> Allison, I just need you to sit in this chair. Just sit on down. You get her set down in the chair, but she's just like looking at her arms, which are scored up all up and down them. And and um, she has a pretty good gash on the side of her face and, and then smaller cuts uh, over the rest of her, her face. There's even a couple of, not many, but like one or two big cuts in the nightgown that have gone through all the way to skin, and, and so the nightgown's a little bloody, too. Now we have truly entered the gothic genre. Someone's nightgown has cuts in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got we've got two nightgowns in play at once right now. <laughs> two nightgowns. Yeah, I'm going to um, I'm gonna see if I can, you know, get as many shards as I can see out of her uh, skin. I don't feel like Gigi is a slippers person, so I'm not going to try and, like, get paper towels. But I'm going to ring down to reception and, um, you know, and get him to bring up a a uh, first aid kit. Yes, ma'am. Is uh, anything, uh, anything the problem? Yes, one of your mirrors has shattered in my cousin's bedroom and has cut her quite badly, and I need someone immediately to come to her room. Uh, I'd give him the number of the room. And oh goodness, should we call an ambulance? Does it seem like I need to call an ambulance? Is she like gushing? Uh, it's glass cuts, uh, which I just had one of these the other day helping Kirsten move. <laughs> uh, so they bleed pretty good, but you know, let's let's see, let's see if you can figure that out. What do you? <laughs> oh, good. What do you think would be good? Identify? Uh, sh- sure. Actually, protect might be better. I mean, that's the same number for me, so. Just semantics at this point. How do you want to define... That's something. That's something. It's a 14. Still not great, but we're getting better. Okay. Uh, 14? Yes. That's not going to be good enough. (gasps) Oh, wait. I'm sorry. For one thing, you don't get to roll again. Sorry. Oh, yes. You're correct. Um, So let me roll. Against your... Identify what you said was what? Four. No. there's, There's just no... No way you can really tell. Uh, there's just too many cuts. Some of them may be deep, and uh, but they're all bleeding a little bit at least. I don't think at this point that we need an ambulance. Does your hotel have someone trained in first aid on staff? Well, of course. Um, um, we'll have we'll have our our person, me, come up uh, momentarily. 
Well, it better be momentarily. Oh, let me get off the phone. I'll be right there. I hang up. <laughs> uh, shortly, the night concierge is up there with a a pretty good first aid kit. It's not, you know, just one of the cheapo ones. It's a it's a full on, you know, bag uh, with a lot of a lot of stuff in it. And he looks at her and. His eyes go wide, possibly because of the injuries, possibly because of the lawsuit that he sees um, <laughs> in his head. Back out in the snow, Carl, what do you do? Uh, probably stand confused for a while, but I'm I'm going to get close enough to where it'd be normal speaking distance. Uh, you know, I don't know what is it about fifty feet or so to the point where you know could normally carry on a conversation with a person. It might have to be about half that. Okay. Given the Wind in the snow. Well, yeah, with the howling wind. Eh, it's not up to howling yet, but you'll, we'll get to howling. It's just a little grouchy. <laughs> it's a little grouchy. <laughs> yeah. um, he'll get to that point and stop and look up and just say, are you leading me somewhere? And then she's like right in front of you. Oh, oh goodness. And she leans in and you can smell that memory of a perfume again, but... There are just things off uh, about the whole thing that the whole thing is almost like a a memory, even though you can um, feel her presence close to you. You feel no warmth coming off of her. And she says, uh, just into the snow, my love. Perhaps we should. And darn it, I just had to, I just rolled. So that means I have to make you roll. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. And it needs to be, uh, da, 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 da. what did I make you roll last time? Uh, I believe my last one was the pursue check. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, not like the last time, but the last time you in, encountered your wife there in the room. Oh, um. Was it an escape? I think it was. Yeah, it was an escape to pull away. I, I think you might have actually rolled an identify to smell her perfume. Yeah, I think I did that too, but the pull away was an escape. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it needs to be an escape again. Okay. It's not terrible, but not great. Uh, Eight plus six is 14. She says to bring you here in the snow, my love, and then leans forward and kisses you. And one of your survival points, if you have tokens for them, becomes a different color. Oh! Oh, no. Back up in the room, the concierge, probably in his early 40s, with thinning hair, he digs into the medicine bag and pulls out a number of um, items. Uh, first of all, tweezers to start working on the glass. And and he says, oh, please, miss, just hold very still. And while he's doing that, Allison looks at you, Gigi, with just this look of horror in her eyes. And she's like, I saw, I saw, I saw a face. I saw a face. I... I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and assume you mean not your own face. Uh, no, no, it, it was a man's face in my in my mirror, and then it exploded. Well, I witnessed the explosion. Uh, it didn't. It didn't just fall. It like blew outward. I. Uh, mm. And she like reaches up to her eyes, and and the the guy, the concierge, actually pulls her hand down and goes, "Miss, I I don't know if I've gotten all the glass out of out of that area there." But yeah, so she. Tries to get herself um, a little more situated, but says, "I, I, I recognized him. I mean, I, I think I know. 
I can't remember exactly, but I think I've seen him before. Who was he? I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think I know, but I, I can't, uh, um. Well, just say the first thing that comes into your head. Um, okay. The first thing that comes into my head is, um, roll an identify check. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, on the floor. That's why I have a box. That's never happened to me. Okay. Um, so an eight and a nine would be um, 17 plus four, 21. 21. Okay. Oh, here's what I'm looking for. Okay. Is that the concierge? <laughs> That's the concierge, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, so he's, I saw him. Um, I saw him at one of the parties. Um, uh, Kitteridge. Uh, William. William. Kitteridge. William Kitteridge. Kitteridge. Do I know this person? Do you? Let's see. You rolled pretty good there. So, yes. And, and you have said before, too, that you kind of keep a, you know, uh, sort of a family tree. Well, I simply have to know everything about everybody in my family. The Kitteridges are off the uh, Lisbeth Kane oh. part of the tree. And they're a bit older uh, in the cousin range, so they'd be about the age of your parents. Well, how did his face come to be in your mirror? Have you been talking to him recently? I I, I haven't seen him for... Well, well, you were at that party. Um, the pool party. The one with the punch that everyone hated? Yeah, 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 that one. There was much too much lemon in it. Oh, this one's going to hurt, miss. Sorry about this. And then he just yanks out this like, <laughs> shard of glass. Ow! <laughs> out in the snow, uh, you have just been kissed, Carl, by your dead wife, whose lips feel very, very real on yours. Never been kissed. Well, now you have. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm afraid this this all just feels so, so wrong and yet so right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Cue the 80s music. Um, <laughs> as much as I want this to be, I'm almost certain it's not real. But the question is, am I wrong or are you? Don't you want to be part of the family again, my love? I'm not I'm not sure that's, that's possible. But either way, you never were. Uh, I'm afraid my time has passed. But I'm more curious... Why you want to join the family? She steps back. Uh, well, I'm already part of the family. I'm, I'm, I'm your wife. Yes, but. But I want you to find closure. I want you to have, you know, that that sense of belonging again. I mean, you've been away for so long, and you you said yourself that you don't even know why you came back. But I I I bet I do. I mean. How long were we married? Oh, so very long. It just felt like days to me. It was a lifetime and still too little. But again, I want this to be so much. As they say, anything too good to be true probably probably isn't. And with that, the snow blows her away into almost into not shreds, but like she becomes part of the snow. And then you're just standing there. Wow. Um, when did you get a CGI budget? <laughs> you're standing there and you are about 12 feet 
from the edge of the cliff. You weren't before. Oh, by the way, you are much further away. Oh no! Or as you know, um, I'll take a good look around. If I don't see anything interesting, I'll start heading back towards the lodge with a confused expression upon my face. And Gigi, I'm like pacing back and forth behind the uh, behind the concierge man, and I've got the little bottle of hotel whiskey in my hand, and I'm like muttering, "Oh, William, knew I never liked him." William has a brother too named Kit. Kit Kitteridge. Yes. It absolutely, his name is Kit Kitteridge. Did his parents hate him? <laughs> <laughs> his uh, parents were uh, Anderson Kitteridge, which was uh, Elizabeth's son, and a woman named Meryl Berrigan. Her parents really hated her. And then, of course, Anderson was Elizabeth's son, and she'd married a guy named Alan Kitteridge. So, yeah, I guess their names weren't all that weird, but okay. still. Uh, fan, um his father was a big fan of um, Kit Carson. I'm going to like go to like the edge of where I can like visibly see mirror fragments on the carpet and uh, pick up one of the larger shards and kind of turn it over and look at it and see if I can see any partial faces in the mirror. So roll identify. 19. You don't see any faces in the mirror, but what you what does catch your eye is something in the medicine cabinet that the mirror opens up to reveal. So it's like this mirror. It's, mm-hmm. it's a very large, ornate one, or was, uh, that then could be pulled forward almost like this huge door uh, to reveal the medicine cabinet behind, uh, where there is nothing in there because Allison you know, didn't have anything after the, the car business. But there is something in there, and it takes you a moment to figure out what it is and you're you actually have to step closer but and you're not wearing shoes either right yeah i'll do one of those careful like tiptoe things be careful in there miss you probably shouldn't be in there with all that glass i know i'm being careful there's something in the medicine cabinet and you reach up and reach in and pull it out of the medicine cabinet and what you're looking at is a doll (sighs) a small doll that looks a lot like Allison Monser. Oh! And we'll explore all of these mysteries more. I don't like that. On the next <laughs> Gothic podcast. Oh my! <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Let the creepy music flow through you. Dag Nabbit Richard, we have our own theme song. <laughs> the Gothic Podcast is an actual play audio drama produced by C. Patrick Nagel. Starring C. Patrick Nagel, Sharon Gallery Lafournaise, Jesse Baldwin, and Nathan Addison. Theme music is by Zoe Hovland, with cover artwork by Jared George Art. Season 2 of the Gothic Podcast uses rules from the Monster of the Week RPG by Michael Sands and the Dead of the Night RPG by Steam Power Publishing, written by Andrew Kenrick. Look us up by name on all the social medias or email us at thegothicpodcast at gmail.com. Support for The Gothic Podcast comes from you, our listeners, so please rate, review, and share. And we have a Patreon page, too. Thanks for listening.